All right. Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Learning Tech Talks, where we are back to exploring the landscape of learning technology while cutting through the fluff to answer the questions you need answered when building out your digital ecosystem. So today I'm joined by Stacey Adams from Beyond, and we're talking about creatively and dynamically communicating through animated video. We'll also get into kind of the marketing and branding side of L&D as well. So for those of you joining us live, be sure to give us a thumbs up, share the post, tag in someone who would benefit from the conversation. And also, for those of you watching, post in the comments where you're watching from. Uh, I'm broadcasting from the ever-beautiful Waukesha, Wisconsin. And Stacy, you're, you're Palo Alto, right? California? That's correct. Yep. That's correct. All right. So you're, you're in full lockdown then. That's right. That's right. We've been okay. in lockdown for about a week. So Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, I've been in lockdown, I think, my entire career. So, <laughs> so this, is, this is normal. Well, for, for us uh, introverts, like we say, we've been preparing for this for, for our whole for our life. entire so, careers. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So before we get into it, though, okay, you've had, you've had some time to think about this one. So I'm okay. very curious to hear it. Um, what dance move are you secretly awesome at? So it, it took me a minute to think about this, okay. but um, it, I think it's the Carlton. The Carlton. The okay. Carlton. Okay. So, and, and here's an interesting piece of information. Alfonso Ribeiro and I share the exact same birthday. So he and I were born on the same day, same year. We are exactly the same age. Okay. All right. Wow. Okay. So I won't make you do it. I won't make you do Thank it. You. But, <laughs> Nobody needs to see that. What I'm just curious. So, like, what? How did you decide? Like, I'm going to practice this, and I'm I'm going to get good at this one. I think it it stemmed from because it's so similar to the moves that like Molly Ringwald and and that group did in the 80s when mm -hmm. all the John Hughes movies were really popular. And that was kind of when I was learning how to dance in groups. Um, mm -hmm. And so it kind of just stemmed from there. Okay. All right. So for those of you watching, yeah, let us know your secret dance move. Mine, um, you know, I had to think about this a little bit because I, I, Nobody would know. My wife would probably be able to say I've walked in on him a couple of times when when he's been doing this. Um, but I probably would have to lean on the moonwalk. So the moonwalk is the one that um, yeah 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 is is kind of my secret secret one. I don't know that I would go as far as to say awesome at, but um, pretty good at. And and my kids yeah. are always trying to learn how to do it. So my dad was an epic moonwalker. He really. He yeah, he would do it in parking lots and things like that and embarrass us when we were kids. So. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, all right. So so off the topic of dance moves um, and onto the topic of animated video, um, marketing, you know, things like that. I know when we first connected and we're talking about getting together on this, we talked about the fact that beyond formerly go animate. I do want to kind of at least acknowledge that that was a, that was a rebranding that happened last yep. year, right? Oh, th oh it'll be three, three years. years? Yeah. Can Holy you believe moly. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Time flies. Yep. All right. Okay. So yeah. So it, I guess it's not even really formerly, I mean, it is still formerly go animate, but it's yep. kind of like in the past so far. So it's not just a learning tool necessarily, but a lot of people do use it for learning. I'm just curious, you know, who are the folks that you find really are using animated video in this sense independently a lot? Sure. So if you look at our customer base, we're about actually 50-50 okay. uh, around between marketers, sales enablement, um, small and medium business users um, use us quite a bit. Um, and then about 50% is that uh, is the learning and, and development 
uh, group. So, um, but when you look at the size of our customer base, as far as um, numbers of people in certain organizations that use us, our marketing users tend to be single user subscribers, or you know, there's one person on a team who's making videos. Um, on the training and e-learning side, we end up with much larger teams um, sharing uh, content and collaborating and using more of that the the team functionality of Beyond. Okay, right, because you can, I, and I've seen it. I have it. You know, it's it's one of those ones where you can have a Teams account, or you can have multiple people on the account, or you can just have an individual license. So that right. makes sense. Okay. Right. So when it comes to that, you know, talk a little bit about because when we first met, you talked about one of the purposes of the tool is to kind of democratize this whole creation of animated video. Tell me a little bit more about how Beyond is helping folks uh, make it easier, I guess. Sure. And, and you know, one of the things, you know, I've been with Beyond, uh, it'll be four years in April. Okay. Uh, and when I joined the company, you know, as a marketer, uh, one of the things that struck me uh, the most was how easy it was for me to make my own videos. Okay. And I had been the company that I had come from, uh, I made two animated videos um, that cost me almost $50,000 uh, <laughs> with an agency to create. And and the the other part of that that was unbelievable was that if I had to make a change to those videos, it would cost me $5,000 for each change. If I wanted to update some statistics in the video or some piece, just one small piece of the video, it was really expensive and, and, and pretty time prohibitive as well. So you're back and forth with scripts, you're back and forth with you know storyboards and things like that. And so from a cost and, and um, time perspective, it, it just was, it, it was, um, you know, if you don't have that money, if you don't have that time, uh, yeah. it, it's it's not a great uh, media for you or medium for you. But when you look at what Beyond does, and and at the time, you know, it was it go animate. Um, yeah. I couldn't get over it. Like I couldn't believe that um, something that I thought I would never be able to do uh, myself, I was able to get in and make videos. And you know, I've got a little bit of a design background, but what I love about Beyond is that you don't have to have any design background. So if you are a novice user and you've never made a video before, the templates are, are uh, the design templates are such that you can pull those things together with that pre-animation built in and tell a reasonable story um, right from the beginning. It gets your feet under you, um, gives you confidence that you can do it. Yeah. Um, and then as you practice, working with it, you can get even better. We have people um, who make just very basic videos and they look great. Uh, and then we have folks, you know, our own video producers or uh, uh, we, we've got some videos up on our website, our, some of our customer videos that are insane that they're so good um, because people are able to go out and um, use After Effects and and Premiere and things to augment. and, and oh, So they make it in Beyond and then they come back and yes. just kind of add a boost to it? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the fact that you can import too, that you can import live action video into your videos and basically use it as that kind of rudimentary video creation platform, not just animation. Um, people really experiment a lot with that and and are doing some really cool things with it. So my journey's similar. That's that's actually how I found Go Animate. It was Go Animate at the time. Was you know I was doing a fair amount of animated video, and it was very expensive. It was it yeah. was an expensive endeavor, um, which 
you know, the thing with it is I don't necessarily think it's a, a bad thing. I think you just have to be very careful about where you apply it, because if you aren't careful, it can be a very expensive um, thing with a very short shelf life. And I think that's where I started exploring, okay, we're using more of this. It's not financially feasible to do this at scale in any way, shape or form. And so what were other options that we could do with it? And that's how I ended up finding Go Animate at the time and, and got to know it and got my teams to know it. I think the one thing, though, that I'm curious your take on this that I've I've seen go south um, is it's sometimes with this stuff where it's like, hey, it's so easy to make this stuff. You end up getting people making a lot of really, really, really bad stuff. And yeah. so how do you how do you when you work with customers balance that so they're not like, great, we can make we can make animated video now and they start pumping out just loads of, of really bad video. Yeah, it, it honestly, it's just like any other content, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, as instructional designers specifically, who are a lot of the, the folks who are making videos um, with Beyond and coming to video and video creation for the first time, um, one of the things that we stress um, and I stress personally when I do, you know, speaking engagements and things around storytelling and branding and, you know, marketing your training and things like that are um, that just because it's easy to use, um, doesn't mean you don't have to think about and learn yeah. how to tell a story using that medium. Yeah. So similarly to how you're educated in how to build build a course, how to teach someone, how to build curriculum, right? You have to think about that when you're when you're making a video. And what happens as as it does with a lot of design software is that people open the platform and they start creating right away. Uh, it's really, it's, I mean, it, it's, it I, happens. I know. it's how I learned Photoshop and, and InDesign, which back then was PageMaker and all of that was just opening the tool and playing around. But you very quickly realize that one, you can't take advantage, full advantage of what that tool can do until you really learn how to use it and, and what to do with it. Uh, and then, you know, looking at how you actually design or create something some some of that work has to be done outside of platform. Yep. So the idea of you know telling a good story through video means that before you even open Beyond, you should be storyboarding your video. You should be thinking about your characters. Uh, who's your protagonist? Do you have an antagonist? What is it a scenario, right? Are you telling a story or is it a how-to? Well, what are the steps of the how-to? How am I going to represent those things in video, blocking that out via storyboard and then scripting. And it's one of the things that, you know, as a, as someone personally, who's a more of a long form creator as a, yeah. as a writer, script writing for video is not my thing, right? It is very, it's <laughs> difficult to learn. And I'm, I, you know, I can copyright for advertising and I can write a, a, an article uh, for a publication, but a script is really different. And you have to think conversationally, you have to talk, for like example, how, you have to write like a human would interact. Exactly. And I, and I, I say that I put that up on slides all the time, speak like a human being, right. And in, in your, in your videos, because we're having this conversation, um, people have conversations all the time, but as a writer, when you sit down to write, sometimes you're, you're, you feel constrained by how you've learned to write and you move away from that conversational tone. Uh, and so when you're making it, when you're writing a script, 
you tend to be more uh, factual or you list things uh, like here are all my product features. I'm going to list them all out in this script and then talk about them. Yeah. And that's not really how you would you would speak when, you know, what I like to say is that if somebody came up to you as a marketer, right, somebody comes up to you at a trade show and asks, you know, what do you what, what is beyond and what does it do? We're going to have a conversation about the product, right? right. Uh, taking that and building a script from that versus looking at a product sheet and writing a description makes sense. So, um, so you know, storyboarding, script writing, uh, kind of knowing where you're going before you even open the platform, and then also exploring and and looking beyond. Um, the initial templates and things that you see when you open the tool. One of the things that people are afraid of um, when they use a product like ours is that, well, my video is going to look like everyone else's video. And yeah, and, and why that happens. And internally, it's not that big of a deal as much as it is when you're trying to push those videos out externally. But um, it's because people get stuck on what they see first. They do a search, they look at their templates, they're like, oh, I like this one. And it's the first one they see and they build it. Um, so many of the, the people who create videos for the first time and beyond are using the, the initial amazing. screen that we put oh, up there just to get people started. And on one hand, right, we, we've talked about that and we think, you know, are we doing people a disservice by getting them started um, that way? But no, because most of the people need that to be able to click around and play around and see what, the tool can do. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of people don't change that first screen. They just type in it and they think, oh, good, I'm started. I can go on to my next one. Uh, but what we encourage is as you get more comfortable with the tool, do some exploring. Start with a blank scene and build your own. Uh, bring in a photorealistic backdrop. Bring in a JPEG as your as your backdrop. That um, you know uh, your office building, your office environment. Um, there are some super creative things people are doing around. Um, we've got one where people are in kind of a, a radio booth and and they're doing some recordings and the booth itself is a photograph um, and they've built layers within the video. So they've got people sitting behind a real desk uh, doing work, but the characters in it are animated okay. and using the voiceovers and things like that. And so we don't expect people can do that the second they open the platform. No, that's not that's not where you start. Right, right. But but you know what we do want and and what we do find makes people successful is taking that time outside of the platform um, to build that script, to build that storyboard, to know where you're going uh, before you start creating. Okay. Well, and there's there's two things I, I've kind of follow up on top of that with, and the one you brought up is. That's it. I think we're all guilty of that, especially, and I don't, maybe that's not just an L and D thing. That might be a marketing thing, right? You jump to the tool and you just start going. And that's, that's where we naturally start sometimes is like, well, we'll just go and I'll figure it out versus the let's, let's design that. And where I think it's a bit of a balancing act is sometimes we can get too caught up in the planning and scripting. And we, we spend too much time and we're not fast enough to market or we can't be agile because we're, you know, well, we've got to go through 19 more cycles of the storyboard before we actually design anything. Yeah. But it is something that, you know, as you're designing, it is, it is a different design. I know for the teams I've, I've led and worked with where you can't just go, well, this is how we wrote it for, you know, this, this PDF that we put together. Let's just have 
Bob from accounting who has a nice voice record him reading this thing and then we'll have a Bob character. It's like, well, that's yeah. that's not really going to go anywhere. <laughs> well, and that's where, um, you know, what you say really rings true. And I, I do think that it's um, people have different ways of approaching technology and some people will take the time and they'll go to the help center and they'll do the tutorials and they'll they'll learn how to use it before I'm a jump right in and, and start playing around. Um, learning by experience is, is kind of more my thing. Um, but what the nice thing is, is that with a platform like ours, is that you can, you can get halfway there. Um, you can have your storyboard and your script and you can feel like, well, you know, it seems fine. I'm going to get this into beyond and see what it looks like. What's great is until you actually record that voiceover, um, you can use the tools within within Beyond to record your own voice as a voiceover. You can use the text to to speech function to to put that that voice in your character's mouths, right? Yeah. Just you know, we we think about it in the marketing world, in the advertising world, uh, they use things called animatics. So okay. when they're building an, uh, a piece of advertising, a, a video piece of advertising, they use animation to kind of block out what that advertisement is going to look like, okay. how it's gonna flow, what, how long the scenes are and things without having to um, spend the money to actually shoot that advertisement before they feel like they're ready. So they draw it out, they storyboard it, and then they they use animation to put it together. Well, we're that animation piece for you to, whether you're developing an advertisement or, or a training module, right? That you can get that stuff out there, see how the characters work together, yeah. um, see how long you can, you can, like I said, using your own voice, recording it into the computer or using the text-to-speech function, I can see like, wow, this scene is super long. And I feel like, you know, I've got too many words here. I need to cut this script. And then you can go back and you can work on it and work on it and work on it. Because unlike shooting live video or working you with <laughs> you can keep going back in. And that's where the idea of that kind of unlimited, you know, number of videos and unlimited editing of the videos, um, is so powerful because you don't have to have it perfect the first time you record it and you can go back in and make those tweaks and, and changes. So, yeah. but yeah, on the voiceover thing, for sure, we, we always recommend, I mean, and you can definitely, don't get me wrong. We've got some folks within beyond who have great, who do great voiceovers. Uh, but we also use things like voices.com and voice bunny um, to do voiceovers because they're inexpensive um, and really put that professional polish okay. on your videos. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's where though, if you're going to farm out your voiceover and you're going to pay a little bit of money to get one, you want to have that script, right? Well, I know what it is. Right to go, um, when you, when you push that out there. So, okay. so yeah. one, I want to, I want to come back to that. Uh, but one question from Naveen he had asked, and I guess, the, the, I'd need some clarification on the question, I think, but he, he talked about, you know, being able to upload your own templates. And I think when I think about that, it's not, you could in theory, I guess, because you can upload content into beyond to be able to say, okay, we, this is our kind of look and feel. We want that as the backdrop, things like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you can do, um, JPEG, GIF files, PNG files, um, other video, you can import a lot of assets into the platform. The okay. only thing about imports is that you can't, they won't be animated. Yeah. 
um, when you when you import them. I mean, you can attach them uh, to a character or to something that's moving. Um, you can add enter and exit effects to those things, kind of like building a, a PowerPoint, right? right so right. if you've got a color backdrop, if you've got logos and things, you can upload your own, you can use your own fonts and things like that. Um, and then you can also actually create your own kind of templates in, in Beyond as well. So what we have a lot of people do is because they want their, their training content, um, like say you're doing a micro learning series. Okay. And it's all on the same, you know, or similar topic. Um, and you've got five, um, you know, 30 second videos uh, that go in this in this series. And you want all those videos to start the same way. They're this, it's the same opening credits, the same e exit credits, the same character introduction, something like that. You can save the beginning and end of that video as a starter okay. uh, in your account. And then each time you create, you just copy that starter over to make that next video okay. so you're not you don't you don't have to go in and, and adjust or delete the middle part you can just save those two frames for example the the opening and the closing uh, and then build your video from that and that way you don't have to start from scratch every yeah. single time you're, okay. you're and, and you maintain that consistency okay. and, that, and that brand which is right brands. which is what we're gonna which yeah. is what we're gonna get to and before we before we jump to that piece um, you know, I think one of the things that even that you brought up that is a really good point with it is, and this isn't necessarily specific to beyond, but that what you talked about with the, the text to speech thing, and I actually hadn't even thought about it in that sense before, because where you see it goes south is right. People use text to speech and then they leave that in the final yeah. product. And you're like, text to speech doesn't, it's not at the point where it really sounds like a person yet. Yeah. But it is a good from a pacing tempo. Let's see how long this scene would take. It's a good way to kind of gauge and actually get a chance to listen back to it and go, wow, that doesn't like that does not sound engaging at all. So it's, yeah, I think that's a different way of using it. But going back to what we talked about earlier, which is you need to be iterating to continue to get better at this, not just okay, there's the can template. I'm going to use that. I'm going to use the text-to-speech animation, and I'm just going to plop graphics that fade in and out and then say, ta-da, I created an animated video. Exactly, exactly. And that's, you know, we we struggle with the text-to-speech part because it does produce some some not great uh, <laughs> sounds. <laughs> but, you know, like I said, if you're, you're, you're blocking out, it works well. And we have a lot of people who actually use it when you, you have small teams, and you've got one video that you need to put into 20 different languages, for example, um, and you've got someone who can do the translation, but you don't have the time to re-record voiceover for okay. each one of those languages. Um, that is one of the bonuses of the text-to-speech is that we do support um, so many different languages. Okay. So it, it does help people who need to push content across out globally and don't have the bandwidth to record, you know, 20 different voiceovers. 20 different so, voiceovers. Yeah. So like we find, you know, certain use cases for it um, are, are good, uh, but definitely from a, from a kind of blocking and tackling perspective, it, it works really well. Okay. Okay. Got it. Well, and it, and again, it, I can see where there's a little bit of a balancing act for you at beyond of this, like, okay, so we, we put this functionality in, it gets used inappropriately or it's, it's leading to that. But I, I guess to some degree, it's one of those, well, you, 
it's it's in the hand of the person who's using it and you can't necessarily remove it when it really can be adding value. It I think it's helpful. things like this where it's about educating people on how to use it well yes. because it is nothing more than a tool and it can be used well, it can be used poorly, but it's about helping people understand how to use it well. Yeah, and and honestly, it also, you know, one of the other applications for it, I, I spoke with um, Amazon at one of their web services conferences um, because we use their, we use Poly, we use their speech uh, or their text-to-speech engine. Um, and one of the other applications is in the education world. And, you know, GoAnimate did used to have a product for for the schools, for for K through 12, which okay. we don't um, carry any longer. Uh, but even in the university side, on the learning side. So same thing, right? You've got a classroom full of kids, uh, university students, and they're learning how to create content. Um, how to make videos for their for their training content or their marketing content, um, and they don't necessarily know or can you know farm out a voiceover. Right. Uh, and so, from a learning perspective, it also um, it's also quite helpful. Okay, so one more one more topic, and then I want to move into this whole concept of branding and and what does that really mean and what's the value of it. Um, but you know, so one other thing is, so with animated video and one thing with beyond, I think is worth, worth highlighting is that it's not, there's, there's the three different styles, right? It's not yeah. just, there's the modern, there's the whiteboard, and then there's the, the classic. Um, so, so there's some flexibility with that, but I think one of the things I'm curious that I'd like to get your take on is I've seen organizations and been part of organizations where they've gotten a little carried away with it, right? Where yeah. You know, they've, they've created videos that are way too long or literally everything becomes an animated video and it doesn't always make sense, right? They they, they get a hammer and suddenly everything's a nail and, and oh, it's yeah. like, yeah, boom, boom, boom. So how, how do you kind of see animated video being used well so that it's adding value but not saturating your audience? Yeah, well, and, and what we try to tell people is that there's so much talk around video and it's it's slowing down a little bit um, now that AI, uh, VR, AR, VR, and other types of, of things are, are of technology are, are emerging. Uh, but video is definitely not a panacea. It doesn't solve every problem. And what I recommend is, you know, somewhat of a, a marketing tactic, um, which is thinking about things in terms of a brief, writing a brief, right? understanding that I have to, there's a piece of information that I need to communicate in some way. So if I'm a marketer, it's, I want, I'm, I'm building a campaign and I want to make, um, you know, I want people to go do this thing, download this ebook or this piece of content on the training side. It's I'm building content around, um, onboarding and, you know, setting up your 401k, right. As a, as an example. Yep. And so thinking about, again, before you even think about how you're going to communicate it, it becomes, what is the message? Who am I talking to? Who's my audience? What methods would they be most receptive to? Are they distributed? Is this something that has to go out electronically? Or is this an in, you know, or is this better delivered in person, right? Um, you're making those decisions before you even start to create because it informs how you write it what medium you use to push it out. So there are definitely pieces of content that need to be in PDF form or that need to be um, written, right? There are certain compliance trainings, check the box type trainings that need to be delivered in a certain way to be compliant. 
Um, and you don't want to distract from people following instructions or, or things like that. But then when you look at certain other types of training, you look at how to, right? So step-by-step -step yeah. processes, scenario-based training. So looking at, you know, telling a story through training. Video supports those types of things very well, but doesn't support other types of training. So yeah. a good indicator is that if you've built a video and it's five minutes long, um, to try to get one point across or talk about one thing, <laughs> you know, it's probably not the best way right. to get that point across, right? Yeah. And so as you start to, you know, again, as you're writing that brief, as you're writing that, you know, here's what my objectives are um, and who I'm talking to and what I'm trying to get across, it will start to become more obvious the method that you, or the channel, right? And method that you use to to push it out. Yeah. Well, and it's it's interesting because this gets back to the whole conversation around ecosystems for for digital tools. And it's it's one of those things where we need to think bigger than just what is the thing that we need to have for things. And it's more of the what is the portfolio of things we need to right. do based on what we're trying to achieve, because it, you, you're not going to trans everything through video. You're not going to transmit everything through e-learning. You're not going to transmit everything through VR. It's about, okay, what yeah. are the, what are the outcomes we're driving towards and what are the components? And right. like you said, I've, I've found animated video to be a great kind of thread in between content yeah. where you're saying, Hey, here's something we're framing up. Let's take a look at what that could look like. And okay, right. now I'm reinforcing some of this content, things like that. Well, when you think about, so one of the other topics that I speak on quite a bit is visual thinking and how, why video um, makes sense in a learning environment is because it gives you that uh, a cognitive break, basically, yeah. having to read a lot of, of text, um, even with, you know, without pictures and things like that, it's, it's more taxing on your brain than looking at a video, right? So think about it in terms of, you know, if I'm reading about a tree, I have to think about, well, what's the context that that tree is in? I have to, my brain has to think about that whole environment. I have to make it up. You have to create uh, it. Yeah. Exactly. And so if I see a picture of a tree or if I see a video um, of, of movement around that tree, my brain doesn't have to work as hard. I've already, I already know uh, what that looks like and I can move on. And so how that works really well in learning is like you said, if you're breaking up longer form content or other types of content with short pieces of video, it gives the, the audience a break. It gives them that kind of, you know, that, that mental um, relaxation moment yeah. uh, to say, all right, I've been working really hard. Um, I'm learning something. I'm still going to be learning something, but now I can kind of sit back. And if I didn't really understand what I saw, I can go back, I can replay it, I can, you know, scrub forward, I can kind of look around in here and I can and I can breathe. I mean, I I I liken it to again, I'm I'm dating myself, um, but back in school when they'd wheel the when they'd wheel the TV in. Oh, um, yeah. On the TV. on the rack and yeah. Exactly. It's like, oh, everybody in class was like, woohoo. <laughs> yeah. Because because of that. I mean, it it it's so it's it's kind of simple cognitive theory, but um, it, it makes a lot of sense when you frame it in that perspective. Yeah. Um, the idea of, you know, this, that kind of visual break 
um, helps people to continue to learn, especially when you're doing longer form uh, learning. And that's people come up to us all the time and say like, oh, well, can you do branching? Can you do can you do um, Q&A and things like that uh, in your surveying, in your tool? And it's like, well, that's not what Beyond no, is for. That's not what it's for. Uh, Right. And so the idea is, yeah, you can you can create that branching, you can create those surveys and you can create that in your LMS and your and your other authoring tools. But then you're pulling in video content that you're making with Beyond to to supplement and support um, rather than the, ours being the tool that is you know content creation from from A to Z. Yeah. OK. OK. Well, that's that's well, and what's interesting, you talk about kind of the the cognitive fatigue that can happen with long form content, and you know, it's interesting. An, an analogy I just think of is, you know, how many times have you maybe watched a movie or you've watched a show, and then you read a book that's on that, and it's you hear the characters, and you you don't have to cognitively create this environment anymore because you know what it looks like. And so it makes everything easier yeah. to move through because it's you don't have to reinvent it. I read the book first and then watch the movie or do, do I watch the movie before I read the book? Because uh, one of the examples I give is I ask people in the audience um, if they, you know, who, how many people have read uh, the Harry Potter books? And then I ask how many people have seen the movies? And then you know, you ask someone to picture Harry Potter and you see Daniel Radcliffe, right? Because once, <laughs> well, once you've seen once the you've actor, seen, it. seen the movie, you can't go backwards and imagine that character look to look like anything other than what that movie, that visual has put in your brain. Yep. And that's how powerful that is. And so, yeah, it's, it's, I always think about some of the, the best books that I've read and they become movies and I think, oh, what are they going to do? Right. Uh, and then some movies you see that you know are based on books. I, I don't think it, I don't think you can go backwards no. because the, the movie's done all of the work for you, all the heavy lifting. Um, right. And you're you're kind of uh, those characters now have faces and yep. have personalities and voices and things that you would normally uh, make up. Right. So. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, it gets back to what we were saying. It's just about being strategic and thoughtful and intentional about mm -hmm. this stuff and how do you use it and t think about the bigger picture versus just, Hey, we've, we've got some animated tool. Now we can just churn out animated video. Right. Cause that's right. the thing to do. Cause I saw a thing that says video is what we're supposed to be doing. Yes. Yeah. And what we want, like going all the way back to the beginning and, you know, democratizing video. And that's basically, you know, what we're for. It's that we video is definitely a key element to content development across the board, right? Whether it's training or marketing or, or whatnot, um, adding movement or motion uh, to content, uh, visually kind of arresting people uh, and getting them to focus and pay attention is definitely critical, but it is not the be all end all and is definitely not um, the only thing people should be thinking about when they're, when they're creating content. Yeah. Okay, so well, that was, right, it took a little bit longer, but I, I think that was a really valuable discussion because I think you know for people watching who are designing, it, it is easy to get kind of wrapped up in things, and these are just really good points to think about. So let's move into the the branding side of things because this is a bit of a a topic of discussion um, that I think a lot of people and those of you who are watching or watch back the live replay, the kind of question I toss out is, do you have a brand? for your learning content. And, you know, when we were talking before, you know, we, we, we had this discussion about, you know, how far do you go with that? And so I'm curious with the marketing background, 
We talked about how learning can learn from marketing, marketing can learn from learning and development. When it comes to the branding piece, what lessons do you think we can take in learning and development around you know, the way we brand? Yeah, so I think that more than anything, um, marketers and really anyone, when you look at brand and brand guidelines, um, it is not just about colors and fonts and logo placements. Um, there's so much more that goes into brand development. And one of the things that that um, it's been a focus of my career, I've rebranded a, a, a couple of different technology companies um, over the course of my career and specifically looking at how we went about rebranding GoAnimate to beyond. Uh, we had a we had a company, we had a name, we had a uh, a customer base that was that was enamored and vocal, uh, and we were changing pretty much everything, changing the product, changing the name um, of the business, and you have to really start with the kind of the inside of the brand, the DNA of the brand, and you have to think about how you feel, how it makes you feel, how the brand feels, uh, the messaging that you use, uh, the tone of voice, the words, uh, before you even start to look at the the logos and the colors and the fonts and the things like that. That's the, 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 the superficial kind of piece that definitely pulls everything together and makes things look visually aligned. But to be truly aligned, it's culture, it's messaging, it's pretty much all the inside stuff. And so what I recommend on in the in the learning environment is that training teams kind of develop their own brand. Um, and so you definitely look to marketing for support. And some I've talked to some folks whose marketers and marketing teams are great about sharing and come in and sit and talk about messaging and and share uh, how they go about writing content with using that type of messaging and tone of voice and things like that. And then I have I talk to to people in training um, who say, well, my marketing team sends me a PDF of the brand guidelines and says, follow this. <laughs> and they're not and they're not supportive. And I look, i've I've seen it both myself. And we tend to, as marketers, we we build this stuff. We get that brand guideline. And to be honest with you, for so many of us, that stuff was built long before we ever started working somewhere. It's okay. pretty rare and and mostly because I've been in small companies to be able to affect a, a change in a brand or to to do brand work. Uh, because it's been done by some brand agency 10 years ago. And so you've got a PDF that no one's really looked at. And the company and it's like, well, what am I supposed to do with this? Apart from I'm using the right font. I have the right color palette. Um, and uh, my logo has uh, an inch of white space around all sides of it. Right. Yeah. And that's, but that's not brand. That's that's consistency of look. Um, but you need to, to delve deeper. And so, like I was saying, you know, if you, you develop your own brand um, with, within your training teams, right? Sit down and talk to each other about how you want your content to look and feel. How do you want, what's your tone of voice? Uh, maintaining consistency just across the way you say things yep. uh, makes a lot of sense. Some companies uh, can use humor lightly. 
Uh, and it works because their, their company, their corporate brand, their environment, their culture has more levity. Some companies can't do that. It, it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit with the culture of the company. It doesn't fit with, with um, the overall brand. So you have to think about how serious do I need to be? How, how light do I, can I be? Um, my character development, uh, making sure my characters are really as diverse as the people within my business, uh, the way that they talk, the way that they look. Because again, on the training side, you're representing, you're teaching a group of people. So whether you have, you know, 10,000 people globally, or you've got 50 people like we do here in, in, uh, in San Mateo, um, you have to think about that as well. And yeah. will this, you know, how does this message get across? Um, am I making sense? Am I using terminology that makes sense to a small group of people in this room? Uh, but maybe not to a huge, large part of the organization outside of this room. That's, you know, that's all goes into brand development. So, you know, it's, it's funny that you, well, and, and it is, we, we talked about this before. It's more than just the color palette and logo placement and things like that, even though those things can be important. And I think I look at it as that's the glue that maybe pulls things together. Um, but when you really think about it, it's, and, and I see it as a combination of the two, right? You have to look at the corporate brand, like yep. what is the culture? What is the way we operate? You know, if, you, if it's a if it's a legal or accounting firm, your brand probably isn't going to be a bunch of people in sweatshirts and hoodies because that's that's not really the brand. But right. it's not necessarily just capturing the brand of the company, but it's about then combining that with the brand of your L&D organization. I just think of, you know, as, as I've led this in the past with things where it's like, well, what is the voice of, of our L&D org? What is the way we communicate things out? What is the way we operate? You know, how do we bring that to life? And then blend that with the corporate brand. So instead of it being a clash, it's a, okay, here's how these two things come together. Exactly. And and where we see it um, really successfully is when people develop, especially in our platform, character sets or a singular character that leads the training um, videos that embodies that brand. So looks like the people who work in the company, speaks like the people who work in the company. Um, and there's that consistency across it. So um, from, you know, whether you're, you've got a singular spokesperson or you're showing or making videos that show people in their work environment as close as possible to what that work environment really is, um, again, goes towards that, that feeling of comfort uh, of, of, you know, enjoying where you work kind of and and yeah. recognizing it and recognizing yourself. I mean, that's one of the things that that video is great at doing is allowing someone to look and see themselves reflected back um, in that content. And when you're, yeah. you do that successfully, that leads to the, the best learning, right? That that somebody looks at that and says, oh, wow, this scenario is really this makes sense to me. I've seen this. Part of this, yeah, it is authentic, and that's you know it, we strive for that um, not only in you know in in learning, but definitely in marketing as well. Um, and that goes back to that messaging, that conversational tone, that script writing, that yeah. you know, talking to people like you would you would encounter them and talk to them in in a real world. It's why you know these weird can trainings that that these older videos that are still out there in circulation, <laughs> where lots of them still weird weird scenarios, and you think like. No one would ever say that, 
No right. one will ever act that way. Like this makes no sense, but it, those things were not built from that standpoint. They were built by people who just wanted to get a point across and didn't really think about that story. And, and it's very difficult also to buy a video that yeah. someone else made that wasn't made directly for you and have it be completely applicable to the people who work in your organization. It's just not, it's like, you know, I'll, I'll read a, a business book, like Harvard Business Review book on how to be a great manager. And those books are written for managers, general populace, highly matrixed organizations, very large organizations. And so when you read a book like that from someone like me who works in a small company, you have to take that kind of stuff with a grain of salt because it wasn't written for me. Right. There are definitely some things I can pull from there, but it makes me less likely to want to really get into and enjoy that and learn from it. Um, Apart, you know, other than a book that was written maybe by someone in technology in Silicon Valley um, who worked for a smaller company or works for smaller companies that that kind of gets it and understands what my day to day is like. And that's where, you know, being able to build your own video content yeah. uh, is so powerful because you you can make it about you and, you and translate it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think this goes back to everything goes back to thinking critically, because sometimes you'll hear this off the shelf versus custom, you know, it's a war on which one's better. And it's like, there's not, there's not an answer to that question. It's no. like, what are you trying to do? And where does it make sense? And if you're trying to create and tell a story that's authentic to your organization, no, an off the shelf video is not going to do that. Right. If you're just trying to set some context to a what's going on, as an example, with COVID-19 yep. in the world, that, that doesn't need to be, well, you know, here's, we have to redo and repurpose this very general thing. That's, that's more of that. You may have an application of that that says, Hey, here's this corporate thing. And now here's this custom thing that tells a little bit more of the story of what's going on in right. our world as a result of that. Right. How does that affect you here? And like one of the, one of the things, um, a really good example is, um, we have a, um, a template on uh, parental leave, right? So people can take it and use it, um, but it's California based. And so, you know, when you look at content that's already been pre-created, it's great because we're in California, but because we're a smaller company, all of the things in that video might not make sense for us. Yeah. So something like that means that, sure, we can take the general state of California content, we can buy that and we can push that out through our LMS. But when it comes to specifically our organization and how we treat parental leave, we need to build content that is specific to us. And it works, like you said, with something like COVID-19 preparedness. It works with um, like with compliance training and, and um, GDPR or CCPA, for example, right? All these new privacy standards. It takes a lot for someone to have to research and build content around oh, those things. Scratch. <laughs> yeah. And, and the thing is, is that if the content exists out there and it's reasonable, then that's the stuff that you buy, right? That's the off the shelf stuff that that because it doesn't really matter how large your organization is, you have to handle people's data. If you handle personal data, you have to handle it in accordance with these regulations. So a, a video like that, that exists already, or a piece of content that exists, great. Throw that in the mix because then you don't yep. have to take the yep. time to build and build and build. What you're building is, you know, here's this thing, right? Here's this video that teaches you all about this regulation. 
that we have to follow. Um, but then here's, you know, okay, here's five points that you need to pull from this that makes sense to us in our environment. And that doesn't necessarily have to be a video. It, it can just be, you know, a quiz at the end of the, of right. the right. Video, right? A little PDF you send out summarizing it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and I, and I think, you know, going back to the whole, the whole brand concept with this, you know, it is, it is about deconstructing things, right. And really breaking it down and not assuming, you know, everything is, is universal. And it's like, well, what are the components so that we can make intelligent decisions? And then going back to the brand part, I think, you know, to the other senior learning leaders that are, that are out there who may be listening, we have a responsibility to figure out what that brand for our organization is so that mm -hmm. we can say, hey, like this is this is who we are as an organization. This is how we support our business. And as a result, we need to make sure what we're putting out is consistent with that brand that we've created um, right. so, that, so that it is. And, and I think sometimes in L&D, we're so caught up in the day-to-day -day just execution of like, okay, I just need to push this out the door. We just need to, we need to make this next thing. I got this request to do this, that we're not thinking strategically about Hey, how is an organization do we run and operate? And I think sometimes it's about slowing down and taking the time to do that so you yeah. can move fast and move more agile and adaptive when those needs come because you're not reinventing this stuff every single time. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. okay. So, you know, one other thing I want to I want to dive into a little bit because we we talked about this um is is some new functionality uh, that you have, we talked about, right? The, the templates and how we just actually talked about how do you take something that's maybe very general um, yeah. and then be able to kind of say, all right, now how do we make this our own? And you've you've really enhanced that with Beyond. Uh, so talk a little bit about it, and I can I can pull it up too, and we can talk through it a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that we've done um, over time. Uh, specifically when we're building blog posts and resource content to help people uh, make better videos, we'll make a template video available to folks that they can drop into their Beyond account uh, and get started kind of creating right away. Yeah. Uh, just and this is separate from like the templates because people yeah. who are familiar with Beyond are like, okay, there's templates. Yeah. This so is a separate have, template yeah. video. These are videos. These are fully created videos. Uh, that people can take and modify for their own use. So not like the template where you're stitching together, um, you know, five five animated backdrops to make a video. These are actually created videos with camera movement, uh, with some of them have voiceovers. Um, some of them, uh, you can do the voiceovers yourself. They're just text-based. Um, so these are videos that we've done um, over time. We've done a few of them here and there, posted them with content. Well, recently, um, we've actually taken a, a big section of our website and where we used to just have um, customer video examples, we've actually now built a template library, a video template library, which you can see on the screen here, um, which shows um, videos that you can, when you click on those videos, uh, and you are in your Beyond account, you can pull those videos right over into, into your account. So um, what you've got up there now is we did a um, COVID-19 uh, kind of preparedness video that, that our customers um, can use to um, share with their, uh, with their companies. Okay. Uh, that They don't have to build themselves. It's already built. It's all the advice from the CDC. There's a disclaimer at the beginning. Um, okay. 
symptoms of, of uh, coronavirus and how you uh, protect yourself by hand washing and, and uh, social distance and things okay. like that. And so, you know, these are the types of things that in a pinch, right, you're asked as a learning leader, you're asked to, hey, we need something on this right away, right? Yeah. We need people understanding this and being aware of this. Well, what we're doing is giving you this video that we've made that you can then um, either augment with your own content or you can push out exactly as is. And so what a lot of our customers did when we put this particular template out uh, is they translated it into their own languages. So we okay. translated it into Spanish and Portuguese. And then um, we had a customer who did a French translation and then shared it. Um, we've had customers that have added some different content that's specific to their own companies to it. And so the goal here is is to get people again this democratization of video yeah. get people who are not used to creating video content or who are new at this onboarded into the platform relatively quickly so on one hand you've got someone new they can grab a template um, they can play around with it they can dig into it and see how we made stuff yeah uh, how we did the camera movements, the zooming and the panning, see how we did some of the voiceover um, and, and how the, the, um, the, what the timeline looks like as you're showing yeah. right there uh, and can kind of dig in and take it apart without worrying about, you know, messing something up or, right. or whatnot. Um, and then the other part of it is again, providing content on the fly uh, that give people that agility to be able to, um, to answer the call, right, of, uh, yep. hey, I need something on this right away. And so whether it's something like this, we're doing, um, we dropped yesterday a template, um, we're going to do a series on effective. Oh, um, telling it working from home. Yeah. I mean, we're all in this crazy environment right now. And, you know, we talked about this, about how, um, as a business, what's our responsibility um, you know, we definitely have a responsibility to to our own team and our people to, you know, continue to work and, um, you know, sell beyond. But we also have a responsibility to our customers to give them tools that allow them to be better at their work. I mean, that's why I love working for this company is because I can see videos like that, that we spent time on that we made. You spent time and resources building exactly. And that, that, that's now, if that saves, you know, we had, I think like 7,000 uh, views of that video when we pushed it out, wow. if it saves even half of that amount of people, um, the time that it would take for them to build that themselves, then it's worth every, every minute because we're, you know, our goal in this, in this, um, in these templates and through this series is to make our customers' lives easier, yeah. um, show them the path, show them that, that, you know, they can either do these themselves and by breaking it down and figuring things out, or they can take what we've made and, and, um, and augment it and, and make it their own. Okay. Well, and, you know, going into it, you know, like you talked about here, I think one of the things that's extremely helpful with this is it's twofold, right? I mean, this is, this is the kind of stuff that can save massive amounts of time for an L&D organization when there we are right under heavy pressure to say, how do we get our employees to know more about this? How do we get this message out? How do we do this? And we just like the, the hospital systems, we're not equipped or prepared to suddenly take this massive increase in demand for what we're trying to do. So you know, this can, can ease some of that pressure um, while at the same time allowing for what we talked about before of the nuance of, okay, 
maybe you do have some nuance or there's a certain culture you want to bring to the video that makes it feel a little more authentic to your brand or the company brand. Right. You can do that without a lot of heavy lifting, without having to go through the whole process that we talked about before of storyboarding and scripting and figuring out the narration, all yeah. that. But at the same time, I think it is, you know, at least for me, this type of stuff is a great way to learn, right? Because it's there. And, and this is maybe the way I operate. I always like to see the finished thing and then yeah. deconstruct it and say, okay, so how did they, how did this happen? Or how did that camera movement happen? So I think it's a, yeah. it's a cool opportunity for people who are using Beyond to get better at it, right? Because I've seen some of the examples in here and, and they're good. So you can get a chance to look at what good look like and then actually yeah. peel back the hood and say, okay, well, what went what went into that to actually making that happen? And what what we've tried to do also is really give a representative sample of what you can do with a product. So some of the videos don't have any characters in them. So we have customers who say, you know, I can't I can't use characters uh, or I can't use characters all the time. Our brand doesn't allow it. They're too cartoony. It doesn't suit us. Um, so there are templates in there that are not character driven. Um, that are very text driven or 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 picture driven. Um, we have a variety of different industry types and and things like that. And like you said, you know, it can be as easy as swapping a character and changing some of the colors um, to really personalize that and get it out um, for your organization, dropping a logo in it um, and and moving and moving on. And you know, like we talked about, the, you know, before before we went on air. You know, we're all now, most of us are at home working and, and honestly, we'll all be in this position for a not, while. Yeah. And for a while, <laughs> and so the burden, the burden on training organizations is, is quite large. And when you think about, um, you know, I'm seeing people uh, posting on social media about, well, now I have time to take all my training. Um, and they're in their LMSs and they're doing all their training. They're asking for more training. Um, they want guidance. And so, you know, training uh, leaders are, are burdened right now um, to continue to push out content and to not be able to do it in a classroom style environment, yep. um, which, you know, I know a lot of people prefer. Um, and, you know, training industry did a survey last year where they it came out, you know, that, that most people prefer that in person, that one on one. And so what do you do um, when one on one is not easy anymore? So we rely on things like conference calling. Right. We rely on on uh, things like this video uh, and, and video delivery of information. Um, but the idea that if we can, if, if beyond, we can ease the burden just a little bit for our customers um, and give them some content that they can just repurpose and push out, um, just making their lives a little bit easier. That's that's what we're all about. Yeah. Well, two two final things. And I know we're getting right here at the top of the hour that I, I wanted to tackle based on what you said. You know, I think one of the things is this current situation is a tipping point. Um, it is a tipping point and the need to be better at digital is is only going to grow from here. And this probably just forced things to happen a lot faster. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it goes back to the, I think a lot of the response to people saying, right, I well, I, I like in person, there's been no shortage of bad digital experiences out there. And so people yeah. haven't always had a good experience with it. And this is an opportunity for us to shine and say, hey, it doesn't have to be 
the lunchbox version of the steak dinner. Like it can be really compelling and really powerful when done well. So I think I think there's an opportunity for us to leverage tools like this, like other digital tools to perfect our craft and, and improve the perception of it. But I think the other thing too, you talked about some of the feedback sometimes it's like, well, it's a little too cartoony and things like that. I guess one challenge I would put out to L&D people is I've gotten that pushback many times throughout my career. And I think sometimes the perception of, well, people, this won't resonate with people or people don't like that is actually not based on reality. It's not true. I've taken some pretty risky moves and done things that people had said that won't resonate here. These people don't like that stuff and been blown away by the response because people said this was refreshing. This didn't feel like boring corporate training. This felt engaging and exciting. And I think sometimes that's where we have to do that. Yeah. And we've got, we've got a webinar coming up. That's um, I'm super excited about one of our um, customer success managers uh, brought this, uh, brought this idea to the table. And we're basically, we're going to take some famous movie scenes um, and he's going to show how you recreate those movie scenes in beyond. Um, And so that's this like, similarly, right. We talk about um, why do people binge watch, um, Netflix and and television programming, right? Um, taking some of those types of of um, motivators like uh, cliffhangers and um, interview style, like the between two ferns type things, and just using that, um, it, kind of bringing the familiar into what you already know people like and enjoy about video, about entertainment video, bringing that into a corporate environment scares the crap out of a lot of people. They're like, oh, no, we can't do that. That's terrible. But you can, and you can do it in a way that maintains your brand standards, that maintains your your culture and your tone of voice. You just have to be, to me, you, you, you have to be cautious around humor, as I've mentioned before, because, um, you know, and, and you have to think about like, try to bring everything back down, distill everything down to the kind of general human condition, right? right. The, to what, it's why things like memes resonate so well with people because they they look at a meme and go, ha, huh, that's funny because that's me, right? Yep. And the more people you can think will appreciate something like that, the more people will respond to a video, a training video or something that incorporates those elements of, of that human condition, right? We've all been, we've all slept through an alarm. We've all been late for something. We've all, you know, had had a, you know, been getting ready for work and had a kid or somebody like smear banana on our clothes or do things like that. It's like that you have to think about kind of how we all uh, are connected, um, right. and if you can work video from there. It's it's not quite as as scary uh, okay. to do. Okay. Well, one last question, just real quick, came in from Vikram, and I want to address it quickly before we go. But I think it's it's situational right now. Um, you know, so a lot of organizations may have relied on on live, you know, live action videos of like things really happening in real life, and now they're being challenged, which we can't do that. You know, yep. any any kind of closing best practices or thoughts on how you can use tools like this to maybe supplement that in a world where where you can't do it. Yeah. So again, you know, looking at how you replicate things that happen in real life through. I love your. I love your. We're recreating movies that yeah. we know. You know, that's that's yeah. a great and one. So that's. I mean, you know, 
I think that the the more you learn about the platform, the more you can do. You're never going to get it 100%. Um, I definitely would recommend looking at um, that stock video and stock video footage because, again, you can import um, some live action video into Vion. There are size limitations and things like that. But um, putting that realism in, uh, I think, sometimes makes sense. It gets people away from that fully cartoon, fully animated uh, type of thing. Uh, we can still do interviews. Um, you can still have people talk into a camera and then incorporate that into your video. So if you want that human element, um, that personal human element, you can do that. Um, but not to be really, I mean, my advice is not to be afraid of it. Yeah. Uh, that we have yeah. time now um, to, you know, without workplace distraction, to actually sit within a tool and play around and and uh, try to recreate those things and, and, uh, and do that just come at it from an understanding that nothing that you do that you animate is going to be exactly like it's going right. to be in the real right. world and, and you'll be, you'll be fine. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much, Stacy. I know it was early for you out on the California coast uh, getting up this morning. So thanks for being here. Thanks for the conversation. Um, thanks everybody for joining us. I think we, we got through all your questions and hopefully this was helpful and not only understand what beyond is and, and how it, can help do what you're trying to do, but also how to think differently about, about brand and marketing and the way we, we approach things. So thanks for your time and uh, thanks everybody. We'll see you next week. Thank you.